dives in for the touchdown. Did he get it? Yes, sure he did. Touchdown, Detroit Lions. You're listening to the One Podcast. What's up, Lions fans? This is Tori Petri from DetroitLions.com, your host for this official Lions podcast. The podcast is coming to you this week from Phoenix, Arizona. We are out here for the NFL annual meetings, and it has been a busy week of catching up with Lions brass and also soaking in a little bit of sunshine. Sorry to rub it in for you Michiganders back home, but it has been nice being out here uh, and being out in nature, being out in the sun, and also getting the lowdown on what's going on with the Lions. When we're out here at the owners' meetings, we always catch up with head coach Matt Patricia and team president Rod Wood, as well as general manager Bob Quinn. Now, Matt Patricia sat down with the media for about an hour at the coach's breakfast. That's always a really good time to just pick his brain. He was personable. He was energetic and enthusiastic about answering really any question about the football team. So that was a good time catching up with him. We also heard from Rod Wood on some very interesting pass interference call changes that will be implemented in the 2019 season. There's plenty of content on DetroitLions.com from out here in Phoenix. So if you haven't caught up on all of that, I highly recommend that you do. Now, usually one of the items on DetroitLions.com would be a video one-on-one with general manager Bob Quinn, but we decided to switch it up a little bit this year and give you guys who listen to the podcast a little bit of a treat because my guest on today's podcast is general manager Bob Quinn. When we sit down and do the podcast with him, we get to talk to him for a little bit longer than we typically would on video. So Bob Quinn and I cover everything from hiking out here in Arizona to whether free agents like to come to Detroit or not. So it was a wide ranging conversation, and I hope you guys enjoy this sit down chat with Bob Quinn. The NFL Draft is just around the corner. Be sure to visit DetroitLions.com to stay up to date on Lions potential draft picks, news, analysis, and much more. DetroitLions.com, your home for everything Detroit Lions. Joining me now on the One Pridecast is Lions General Manager Bob Quinn. Bob, we are out here in sunny Arizona. Thank you so much for spending some time sitting down in the sunshine with us. Yeah, I appreciate you having me. It's nice that we could do this outside. I know, right? I'm I'm so happy to be being outdoors. You can like hear the birds chirping, hopefully, in the background of this podcast. It's a nice little setting here. It's a great setting. It's um it's nice that the league, you know, puts us up at these nice places to uh, do these meetings because, you know, the families get to enjoy some time because, you know, during the season it's such a grind. So it's um, right. it's good to kind of mix uh, work with pleasure during um, this week in, in Phoenix. What's on tap for the family in Phoenix this week? Yeah, we did a little little tr- um, hiking up a short little mountain. Okay. Um, made it up, I'd say, the majority of the way. Um, <laughs> so the kids did a good job with that. And then um, kind of some time around the pool on Saturday and then, um, you know, Sunday starts our meeting, so um, got out here a little bit early to try to make sure that they get a little bit of um, relaxation time with with their dad. Since during right. the season, it's a it's a grind. So um, I'm happy that they're able to come out with us, and um, then we get into the meetings, and then we'll we're back in the pro day circuit at the end of the week. Well, it's awesome. It really is a great place to to bring the family out to enjoy. What mountain did you guys hike? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It's not Camelback, though. It's a smaller one that's like a mile from here. It starts with a P. Piesto Peak? Yes. Okay, that's the one I did. Okay. All right, did you make it to the top? I did. Okay, well, we made it about (laughs) three quarters of the way up. But I do have an 11-year-old, so she wasn't really having going all the way up. And I was tired, too. It was hard. It was hard. And there were a lot of kids on that hike. And I was like, the ones that the kids that made it to the top, I was like, that is crazy. Because it's not just strenuous, but it's like rocky and steep drop-offs on the side. 
What I was amazed about was the people running down. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, there's got to be serious injuries on this thing every day. So, but that was very interesting to me. So I was not running. Yeah. When, when we go out on the West Coast or go to places like this, I try to fit in a hike myself. And so that's why I took the early flight on Sunday. Uh, and so I got in a hike yesterday and typically going down, I feel like is harder. I mean, there's, it's more of like a cardio workout to get to the top, but coming down, you just have to be so careful, careful. where you're stepping. Yep. yep. Well, props to your kids for yeah. making it that far. They did. I'm, they I'm did. Impressed. I was proud of them. Well, let's get down to talk about your business work here. Mm-hmm. What does the owners' meetings look like for a general manager? Um, yeah, so we start off on on Sunday uh, afternoon, kind of a preview of the rules proposals from the competition committee. Um, Ourself, uh, myself, and, and Matt sit in a meeting with um, all of our you know people across the league that have the same positions, and we kind of hear through all the proposals. This is really the first time we hear about them um, in person. Uh, we talk about um, different things the questions that come up and then um sunday night starts with kind of a bigger league meeting with um really everybody including the, the wives and the spouses um and kind of the commissioner goodell goes up and talks to you about the initiatives for the year and what happened that was last year it was good so um kind of have a couple of of those type bigger meetings and then um, monday is my big day today is my big day of um really morning uh through dinner time meetings um then tomorrow is a little bit shorter so it's um, rules proposals. It's um, some um, strategic things the leagues are trying to do that we need, they need help from the teams with. So, um, and also you know, a lot of people um, from other teams you're here talking about you know league business. So, it's interesting to me that you really are only hearing about the proposals when when you get here. How tough is it to make decisions on those yeah. and assess all of the things that factor into those by the end of the week when you got to vote on them? Yeah, we we do get a, an email of the uh, of some of the proposals about a week in advance. Uh, we talk about those at Even back in. Yeah, it's not time. that long. I know it's crazy. And then, you know, we get the competition committee report the um, really a couple of days before we come out here, and they're still making adjustments on that, like up to the last minute. So um, there's always a little bit of wrinkle there, but it's it's kind of how the league has to do it because the competition comes out, competition committee comes to Phoenix about a week before us, and they have their final meetings um, to kind of, I'd say, solidify the proposals. And how does the voting process look like? Yeah, um, the final voting process, there's usually three people from each team in the room. Um, and, you know, we'll have what we want to vote on before we go in there. And it's it's really a show of hands. It's kind of old school. Um, you know, each team has its, its bunch of tables set up and each team has three three chairs and they, um, they talk through it. And it's kind of like the old school, you know, raise your hand if you're for it. <laughs> I like it. But I like it. If sometimes, it works, don't change it. Yeah, if it, yeah sometimes when the, when the vote's pretty close, they kind of do a roll call and okay. say, you know, Detroit, you know, yes or no, and and one person at the league office kind of takes takes the reins and makes uh, make sure the counts add up. Well, the biggest news heading into the owners' meetings has been free agency. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about free agency. Trey Flowers probably the biggest free agent signing. What did you like so much about him? Yeah, Trey's um you know a versatile player along the front that can play you know defensive end, defensive tackle. Um, he knows the scheme, he knows the culture. Um, really good player that uh, we think can play on all three downs. So. Um, it was a guy that we looked at early in the season that we knew he was, his contract was going to be expiring and really wasn't sure if he was going to get an extension during the year or was he going to get franchised or transitioned. So it's kind of a little bit of a waiting game, but um, you know, we're glad we um, got that worked out and I'm um, really happy that he's a member of the team. When that tag deadline passes and you don't see him get tagged, you and Matt kind of look at each other. No, we have a chance. <laughs> now we have a chance, right? Um, and then it's a, it's a waiting game in free agency, especially during the negotiation period, um, just because you know there's, there's things that can happen and, and – 
you really don't have a commitment till the guy you know comes in and, and signs a contract so it's a little bit of a nerve-wracking period of time but um, we felt really good about the guys we signed the first couple of days they really wanted to be in Detroit um, they really understand what we we're looking for in terms of players and, and scheme fit and culture fit so um, we we're real happy when they when they got got into town well you know Trey Flowers personally from mm-hmm. being in New England mm-hmm. with him what can you tell us about who he is as a person yeah uh, great guy um, really quiet really reserved um, Really, um, you know, takes football very seriously. Um, has a really kind of a, a quiet, uh, I'd say, funny personality when you really get to know him. Um, he's a great person, great parents. Um, his parents came up with him uh, when he signed, and, and you can tell where he, he was raised. He was raised very well uh, down in Huntsville, Alabama. And um, he'll, he, I think the fans will, will really get to see his personality, um, you know, f- the more time he's here. Um, and uh, I think they'll really enjoy him. I love that he had his parents with him at yeah. his opening press conference. I, I feel like that's something you don't really see as much with free agents. Draft picks, yes, yeah. but free agency. Not. Yeah, he's very close, very close with his family. And so, you know, when we, you know, figured out the logistics of bringing him up, um, you know, we asked him if he wanted to bring anyone, and he said his parents, and we said, by all means. Of course. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Well, he's not the only former Patriot that you guys brought in. I mean, you have Justin Coleman, a, a brief stint in New England mm-hmm. with Rashawn Melvin. You talked at the Combine about when you go into free agency, you assess players, and you look at guys that maybe have some experience with. Mm-hmm. How important is that? How much does that factor into it when you look at guys that, uh, you know, you and Matt Patricia have worked with in the past? Yeah, it it. it definitely factors in a little bit um i think number one i think what they do on the field and their film and kind of how they play the game is the first thing um and we kind of know what kind of guy we're getting on it in a tray or a justin or even a rashawn melvin that we kind of know personally um just because um they've been through the meetings they've been through kind of the structure of the program so there's gonna be really no surprises about like what to expect um obviously they're gonna have to learn their new teammates and, and kind of fit into detroit as the as a city but i think um you know, once they get in the building, it's going to be, you know, something they're familiar with, familiar with. And so it kind of narrows down kind of the, the miss factor in terms of uh, you not really knowing the guy. We know those guys. We know what they're about and, you know, really excited to, uh, to jo- have, them, have them on the team. When it comes to Justin Coleman, where do you see him fitting in, term, in terms of position fit? Um, definitely has some position versatility. Uh, has, a, has something that... Um, He's played inside, has played outside, primarily for the last couple of years in uh, Seattle. He's played inside, so I think uh, we'll probably start him off uh, inside of the nickel position, and you know, knowing that it has some flexibility in certain matchups to go um, go on the outside as well. Now, did you know already coming into free agency that he was so close with Darius Slay and Tracy Walker? Yeah, we did know that, yeah, because it's uh, it's funny because they're really, you know, I, I keep asking, are they really related? And I don't, <laughs> I don't think they are. I think it's just a very small hometown that they're all from, and. Great. Um, it's pretty interesting that they're all friends and they all kind of grew up in the same area, so it's pretty neat. Yeah, I, I don't think that happens often. For no. three guys who know each other so well, grew up together to end up on the same NFL yeah. team. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It should be fun. Um, you know, that meeting room should be pretty interesting this year um, <laughs> with the uh, with all the um, familiarity those guys have with no each other. And, yeah. and some personalities, too. Absolutely. I mean, there's always personalities in the DB room, but yeah. I mean, with with how well they know each other, it should be, should be a fun group. Yeah, it should be great. All right, how about Rashawn Melvin? Where do you see him fitting in terms of, I know he's played mostly outside. Where do you see him Yeah, fitting? he's an outside corner. Um, uh, good length, good speed, uh, can play press, can play off. Um, and I think, um, you know, we looked at him last year in free agency when he went from Indy to Oakland. Um, he played really well in Indy a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then um, 
you know, he went out to Oakland. The scheme was a little different. So uh, I think, you know, we got some things we can do with him that will kind of get him back to that previous level. Uh, adds competition to our room. You know, we got a lot of good guys in there that kind of compete, you know, with uh, with Darius and Justin, you know, and Tease and, you know, Jamal Agnew and Marcus Cooper. Um, so we have we have a lot of guys in there that we're, um, you know, excited about having, including Mike Ford, too, who came in and played well for us mm-hmm. last year. So um, we feel good about the depth of that and kind of we'll see what happens in the draft. And then uh, while we're talking about defensive backs, you also got uh, Andrew Adams coming in from the Buccaneers. Yep. What does he add to that group? Yeah, another guy that can play uh, down in the box as a strong safety, can also play in the middle of the field, uh, can cover tight ends to some degree as well, and also play special teams. So um, he's a guy that uh, Coach Pascaloni had some familiarity with at UConn. Um, so he came in for a visit. I actually had a workout with him. I think it was in November, late October, November. He was a free agent there for a couple weeks, and uh, we had him in. He had a really good visit, really good workout. Uh, we just didn't have a roster spot at that time. So followed him when he ended up signing with Tampa. Um, and had a lot of good production here the second half of the season. So it was a, he was a restricted free agent that was non-tendered. So um, he automatically was on the, on the street as a free agent. So we were you know, really happy to add him to the mix. Show your Lions pride by going authentic with gear from shop.detroitlions.com. For a vast selection of T-shirts, hats, jerseys, and novelties with convenient flat rate shipping right to your doorstep, visit shop.detroitlions.com, your 24-7 home for Lions gear. As far as offense goes, Jesse James is one who came in and, and had an opening press conference. He played in Pittsburgh with a lot of other really talented offensive guys, and there's only so many balls to go around. Sure. He talked like, you know, he felt like he wasn't used to his full potential, which really, how can you be when there's so many guys to catch balls sure. in Pittsburgh? What did you think of, of how he played in Pittsburgh and what he could do? Here? Yeah, when, when you watch him independently of the scheme and the opportunities that he had, he did a great job with those opportunities. So hopefully with us, you can do um, have a few more opportunities and you'll hopefully get more production um you know he's another guy that we think can play on all three downs he can block um he can catch he can run routes he can be in the red area so um you know and also is a very very tall guy so um that's something that we're very conscious of um and you want to add big players that can run and catch and and be versatile yeah he talked about how he really wasn't used as much in in uh third down or red zone situations Mm -hmm. in pittsburgh but you could see him being used in that way absolutely yeah that's something that um you know, obviously the, the tight end position is huge with, um, you know, third down, whether it's either protecting, right? Because, you know, you might have other guys might be able to get open a tiny bit quicker, but if you can pass protect or you can run a screen or you can run a route, um, and then especially in the red area too, which, um, you know, his size really creates mismatches uh, down, you know, inside the 20. And Logan Thomas made a brief appearance in Detroit. Yeah, very brief. But but you bring him back. What's the story there? Yeah, so we had Logan on the practice squad for I think it was like one day. (laughs) I think he made it through one practice, and then um, that was in 2016. And then, um, you know, Buffalo came and put him on their active roster. Uh, Tried my hardest to try to keep him, but I just couldn't (laughs) convince him to stay on the practice squad. Um, It's a tough sell. Yeah, tough sell. tough sell. Practice squad or or roster there. Um, but uh, always a guy we kept an eye on um, since he went to Buffalo and um, really think, you know, he's only been playing the tight end position for about three years. So it's something that we think that can uh, really, you know, um, he can continue to develop there. Uh, I don't think he's a finished product. Well, we talked about uh, other former Patriots. Danny Amendola yep. is another one of them. Where does he fit uh, into that receiver room? Yeah, Danny's a veteran guy. Obviously um, had some um, had some time in New England with us. Slot receiver. Um for, uh, first and foremost, had a really good year in Miami, was one of the most consistent guys they had on their offense. 
And um, it was a situation where, you know, we, we saw he got released and we really pounced on it really quickly because um, that was a position we were kind of looking at in free agency and we were trying to weigh, you know, the, the, the players that were available in the free agent market compared to guys like Danny who just got released. And um, I think it was a really good fit. He wanted to be here. Um, you know, yes, he, he knows me, he knows coach. Um, he's got a relationship with Stafford. Um, they're continuing to develop that, but that's, um, you know, something where we really feel good about. I think fans will look at slot receiver and automatically associate it with guys who've played slot receiver at the Lions in the past. Mm-hmm. How, how is Danny different? Danny's a little bit different in terms of he can run a little bit more vertical routes from the slot. Um, I know he's a little bit older, but he can still run. Um, and he's just, uh, I'd say, a really you know precise route runner, uh, really understands coverage, understands the leverage of the, of the corners, um, really is very, I'd say, um, easy to throw to from a quarterback because he he can get open on he can read coverages and really you know find those seams which is really important we've talked about culture fit quite a few times Mm -hmm. as as we've discussed all these free agents why is that so important it's just so guys when come in they understand the program they understand what to expect in terms of meetings um the practices the um you know the weekly grind which is what the NFL, nfl season is really about so it's uh it's you know you can't you can't hire and 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 sign guys that always have familiarity but it kind of takes one less thing in terms of the acclimation process that they kind of know what they're getting themselves into and all those guys really wanted to be here which is great um, because they were excited when we called and and it really wasn't on any of those guys that we had familiarity with it didn't take long because they kind of knew what they were getting themselves into and those deals happened pretty quick so in your experience free agents enjoy coming to Detroit they do yeah I mean this year the guys that we targeted you know everybody was all in so uh, never got any you know, rebuff about coming to Detroit because people understand that, you know, we had a disappointing season. Everyone kind of knows that, but they know that we're not we're not that far off. And we got a lot of, you know, young group of talent and a good coaching staff um, that we're going to, you know, hopefully be a lot better this year. Can't address every single need in free agency, sure. but how do you feel about the group that you have and the needs that you have addressed as you head into the draft? Yeah, I feel pretty good about the needs um, that we've addressed. I think we still got a ways to go. Um, that's why the draft is after free agency, so you can kind of fill in the, the fill in the uh, blanks there in terms of um, what you might be a little bit lacking. Um, but you know, my like my philosophy is always best player with you know need kind of filtered in there a little bit. So um, you know, drafting at the eighth spot should be interesting because there's going to be a lot of good players there. So um, we'll see kind of how that goes and how that unfolds as we get towards the end of April. When you fill so many needs in free agency, does it give you a little bit more freedom when it comes to drafting? Yeah. Time? It does. It opens it up a little bit more, so you're not, I have to take this or I have to take that. It's uh, just a little bit more in terms of um, being able to open up the board a little bit and kind of just kind of get the best available talent regardless of the position. Sure. Well, Bob, thank you so much for spending some time with us here out in Arizona. We'll let you get back to your meetings, but we appreciate your time. Great. Thanks for having me.